are the voyages of the starship Therapize. Its continuing mission, to explore strange inner worlds, to seek out new insights and new realizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. I'll call Zelda Rubenstein. No! The books! Our books are here! Oh dear. Bach, why do you look nauseated? This is what we've been working on for four years! Yes, I... I think I need to sit down. Uh, okay. I guess I'll start the show then. Hi, I'm Justine Mastin, LMFT, Yogini, writer, and captain of this particular ship. Welcome aboard! And I'm Larissa Garski, LMFT, writer, researcher, Spockian first officer, and I'm in desperate need of a paper bag into which to breathe. Just a reminder to the listeners at home that just because we are therapists does not mean that we are your therapists. Unless, of course, we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. Uh, why, why, are you so, why are you so stressed? This is such good news that our books are here. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's fabulous news. And also, if I could, like, if I could have a stunt double to do all of our publicity, <laughs> I would do that. I <laughs> oh, I would be so sad, though. It makes... I know. It... I was just going to say, it reminds me of um, Elizabeth Olsen, who, who plays the Scarlet Witch. She talked about how in... In the Marvel movies, anytime she's like with the other Avengers, mm -hmm. because she, you know, she doesn't do stunts. She does like yoga hand magic. And yes. so it would just be her and like all the stunt doubles. Oh, that is sad. I know. <laughs> so there's Elizabeth oh. doing her yoga hand magic with all the stunt doubles. Which, I mean, I'm sure they're friends, but it would be. <laughs> I guess I hope that they became friends because I would imagine a lot of her time on each of those Avengers films was with the stunt doubles. Yes. There's not a lot of like downtime in those movies. Like what grand total somebody totaled her and Vision got like less than 30 minutes of non-fighting screen time together until WandaVision. Oh, yeah. So really, she's, she probably spent more time with the stunt doubles <laughs> than she did... With with RDJ, ETC. Oh. Um. Anyway, my point or what's being, his face? who plays Vision? Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. That's right. Um. Yeah, I would be very sad if it was me and your stunt double. I mean, I would too. I think ultimately, it's as in most things in life. I think it's great that we're doing this together. Um. But as we were prepping for our podcast today, I did think this was a very appropriate way to frame it. Because though I've come a long way, like, when we start, when, once we got, like, picked up by North Atlantic Books, mm -hmm. and we were, like, midway through drafting, we started talking about the publicity aspect. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I'm sure I turned, like, a shade of green. Which is, I mean, we make, this is one of the very many reasons we make a great team, because that's, that's where this lady shines. 
It's all jazz hands and vocal exercises is what this is. I, w- I wanted to talk about our media tour, like, before anything else. That's true. We, I think we had our first meeting on it in, in the fall, in fall of 2020. Yeah, I was like, what are we doing? What's the plan? <laughs> and our wonderful like team lead over at Marketing Julia very kindly agreed to meet with us. And also, I know she was a little confused because she was like, it is months and months before your book is landing. <laughs> right. And I was like, we need do we need to book stuff because and I, I do I appreciate my my time coming up in the mm-hmm. you know on the convention scene anyway like that's right lots of cons you you book and you book appearances in January for the whole year yeah which still isn't like the most natural thing for me to wrap my brain around I think I've gotten a lot better over the years mm-hmm. But I remember when we first started doing convention together, that too, I was like, why are we planning this now? Like, because we... Why do I have to start worrying now? <laughs> of course, the intention is not that you are worried, but that we're... I, and I'm, I'm surprised as a Spock that you're not excited mm-hmm. about the plan. I, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, and I think the excitement about the planning has grown over time for sure mm-hmm. um but you and i have talked before i don't know if we how much we've talked about this in the podcast but we are today <laughs> that being in any kind of spotlight it's just like not not something i've ever really been drawn to mm-hmm. and so the idea of being in any sort of spotlight initially was like a lot like the first convention we did was it it was like wizard world here in illinois i think um i it was either wizard world or c2e2 because those are the two i would do yeah. in chicago that's true so i don't remember which one came first mm-hmm. but i do remember that like i was i was i was fine and fine and fine and then like 10 minutes before you're we supposed to go on you turned to look at me and you were like are you gonna be okay <laughs> do you need to sit down <laughs> Yeah, and I was I was very caught off guard because I was like, "This was all fine. This this was all fine." It was until until I showed you that I had a lot of well, not maybe not a lot, but had some very frightened parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we've we buried the lead a little bit, friends. But if you are a mm-hmm. frequent listener to the Starship Therapies, you already knew that we wrote a book. <laughs> and every time I say it, I think of that uh, song from Saturday Night Live. We're on a boat. We wrote a book. <laughs> the song that's playing in my head is um, from originally from Dora the Explorer, but it's been like coming or looping back in onto TikTok, which is why I've been reminded of it. It's like the you did it. We did it song that like Dora does. She like shouts, screams, sings it. It's fine. If you have a TikTok friends, you can find it. And if I'm feeling like super on top of it, I can like link it in the liner notes. But it really is just like, we did it. We did it. <laughs> and we did. We did it. We wrote the whole no, book. We did it. And it's dropping soon. Yeah. Uh, May the 4th. So when mm-hmm. when you all hear this, it it will literally be days away. Um, but you can pre-order now if you mm-hmm. have not yet pre-ordered um, yeah my gosh do it give yourself that gift right it could 
it could arrive on the 5th. It could just be in your mailbox waiting for you. That's right. And what a way to kick off your May. I mean, it sounds great. I mm-hmm. I don't know if it will spark as much joy for you as it did for us, but when I got my big pack of our advanced copies, <laughs> that was a great day. You looked so happy. And I'm so I was so proud of you. You did an unboxing and everything. So if you haven't seen it, friends, just hop on over to the Instagram. I think it's still up, yes? Yes, yes, it's still up. Um, of course I did it <laughs> Gen X style, where I did not do it live. I recorded it. And then no, I did some light editing, no, we... <laughs> and then I posted it. I mean, we still have a great deal to learn about IG Lives, mm-hmm. and uh, our virtual book launch party will be on Friday, May 14th mm. at 2.30 Central Standard Time. Um, but we're still not sure how we're going to do it, if we're going to do Facebook or Instagram Live, in part because neither you nor I are skilled in the going live video tech department. We have to... Bring in some, we're getting some consultations from the engineering department here on the Starship <laughs> Therapies to find out which way should we go. So once we know, we will let you know, folks, mm-hmm. um, in case you want to join us on that Friday, May 14th. Celebrate. Mm-hmm. Lift, a, lift a cup of Romulan ale or whatever you prefer. Cl- or Klingon blood wine, you know, <laughs> or you could, you could, you could get a particularly great vintage from the, the Picard vineyards. Oh, Mm. love that picard vineyard <laughs> speaking of which i'm very excited for season two lots of friendly and familiar faces mm. coming back around <laughs> mm. but before we get pulled astray said that today would be all about what it's like to write a book and what yes. what our process was like because people are curious about that um mm-hmm. so how did we decide to write a book? It feels so long ago. Right? Um, I mean, it was, because if you factor in the emotional time of the pandemic, it's been almost a decade <laughs> in emotional years. <laughs> in linear chronological time, it's been four? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we, we started, we got the idea in like roughly 2017. And that is... That's part of why we started doing the podcast was because we we knew we wanted to write a book, but we weren't sure what we wanted to write it on. And so we thought, let's do a podcast where we spend a lot of time talking about fandom and psychology and marriage and family therapy and see see what sticks to the wall mm-hmm. as if we were throwing Starship Therapies shaped pastas. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that merchandising opportunity. Right? The bones noodle, it didn't stick to the wall. (laughs) Counselor Troy, though, definitely stuck to the wall. (laughs) Ah, Marina Sirtis. Um, Yeah, so a funny story. Today on, on my Facebook... It reminded me that this was just about the time that uh, Supernatural Psychology, the first book that we worked on with Dr. Travis Langley, came out just about now, Mm -hmm. four years ago. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because this is a great anecdote to be revisiting right now because the first anything you and I wrote together was a chapter for the Supernatural book. Mm -hmm. And we wrote it and we were so proud and we sent it in. 
And our editor, Travis, who has now over the years also become our friend, wrote us a very kind email back, which to really sum it up succinctly said, there's some good stuff in here, but mostly this is not working and I don't know how to make it better. (laughs) Which was the most heartbreaking (laughs) message I have ever received. It was. We were so crushed. I remember I remember walking to the window in our living room slash office slash dining room slash uh, library <laughs> and just looking out the window and being like, is this how it ends? <laughs> Are we over before even getting started? Not with a scream, but a whisper. <laughs> but a whisper. Um, but very... V- very thankfully, uh, mm-hmm. Travis did find a way to work with us and help he us, did. and we got some support. And we did, you know, we just we persevered. We did a we did a lot of research on like because the problem really was style. We didn't know how to write for the style of those books. Right. We were using a mishmash of our own style with like a heavy dose of academia. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a vibe. No. no, which, you know, now that we've contributed to a whole mess of the books in the pop culture and psychology series mm-hmm. that Travis does, like, oh, yeah, well, of course, there's there's a very right. there's a very specific style here. Yes. And like formula mm-hmm. almost. And so, yeah, looking back and I think on that, I think about that first chapter in the first draft and I was like, oh, yeah, no, that was that was never going to work. But you don't know what you don't know. And we were. We were babies. We didn't know in terms of experience. And and it was very hard. And it was quite, it was, a, a you know, not a shattering experience. But we were both pretty, pretty shook. We had some jangly nerves. Well, sure. Because, I mean, for, for me anyway, <clears throat> um, Travis had been on my radar for a while. You know, I'd been like yes. following him on social media. And I was like, this is definitely a person we want to get to know and we want to work with. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the first... You had planted this seed. Mm-hmm. You had tended it. <laughs> years of patience and love and persistence and quality fertilizer. Right. Well, and, you know, being able to work on a book about one of my top fandoms, like this was... Mm-hmm. This was a real pivotal moment. And to have the, f- it was. the first feedback. And again, Travis was so kind. It would. He was. We were Absolutely. Just, we were just such babies, and we were like, "Oh God, this is the end." <laughs> God, yeah. And that was my first. That was the first year for me living here in Chicago. So I didn't have a job. I was, in retrospect, I look back, and it's also really clear to me that I was, I was having like a, a moderate depressive episode for sure, because um, I had had a bunch of health problems prior to moving, and so I was like recuperating from those. But then I didn't have work, and so I was trying to like figure out who I was when I wasn't working Mm -hmm. and just applying to it's not an exaggeration to say that I applied to hundreds of jobs and heard back from like maybe like 20% of those jobs. So I was like doing that, trying to like heal my physical body, trying to grow my emotional self identity Mm -hmm. outside of work. And, uh, then we then I was like, we've turned a corner. We've got this book chapter. This is so great. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, we're failing at this. <laughs> it was it's like in the video game Nino Cooney when when you die, your little the little kid avatar says, I've let everybody down. Oh, that is so sad. 
But that's how it felt when we got that email back. I was like, oh, no, it's all over. I've let everybody down. <laughs> oh, it, this is kind of this is very fun to reminisce about now that, you know, it's it's so far in the past. And um, right. But it it does. It reminds me of when you when you first moved out there and when when I was like, hey, the. The, this book is looking for someone who can talk Jungian psychology, and I mentioned you, mm -hmm. um, mm. but you're going to have to get hip to Supernatural, like, real fast. <laughs> and I said, no problem. I'm literally, I am doing, like, three things currently, applying to jobs and hearing back from no one, <laughs> vacuuming my home daily. And for those of you who know me, you know how much I hate vacuuming. So this is going to give you an idea of really where I was mentally. <laughs> and then the third thing I was doing was walking my dog and starting to get back into yoga. So I had plenty of time to mainline Supernatural, which indeed I, I did. And I think it was really helpful. Not the least of which, because it was, it's a very, it's a good show to watch if you're struggling. Yep. Because it, it's very validating. It's like, yes, you can be giving it your all and still feel like you are just spinning your wheels. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, and it's like hard to know exactly what was going on here, but like I was watching a lot of Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the volume was a little high, but at two o'clock in the afternoon one day, I got a knock on the door from one of my neighbors who was like, I'm sorry, but you need to turn down the rock music. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not listening to rock music. I'm listening to the, I'm watching the show Supernatural. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Uh-huh. And thus began a bit of a back and forth with this neighbor. Like we ultimately worked it out. And what we realized was there was something with like our subwoofer on that wall mm. that was like, they couldn't hear anything, but it was like making the wall vibrate. And that was really upsetting for them. So we worked through it, but you know, Supernatural and subwoofers. <laughs> I mean, watching Supernatural is kind of like going to a rock concert. Classic I, I, rock concert. With murder exactly. and demons. <laughs> and uh, one Jensen Ackles. Mm. Oh, such a dream boat. <laughs> so yeah, we, we turned it around. Mm -hmm. We did a bunch of edits and we sent it back to Travis long story long and he was like this need this still needs work but it's better mm -hmm. and we sort of went back and forth with him on that chapter mm -hmm. until ultimately it did get to the place that it needed to get and we've actually done at this point a bunch of stuff with travis in terms of writing mm -hmm. yep yeah we've done a bunch on a bunch of books in the popular culture and psychology series we've done we've done a bunch of blogging for psychology today mm -hmm. and psychotherapy.net with our our good pal dr larry rubin right. um yeah we've done so much writing and it's we have fun fun story friends at home around the time we were doing um the supernatural book we made our first book pitch of our own oh we sure did mm -hmm. we we're like well we've come this far <laughs> we've dipped a toe in to the kiddie mm -hmm. pool why not thrust ourselves into the atlantic ocean and we i remember you and i looking at each other in our eyes you know obviously <laughs> on a video chat screen and we felt so sure 
that we were ready. We were ready to cross the English Channel together. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because we had done well in like level 10 of a swimming pool. Mm -hmm. oh, may I share what our working title was for that book? Oh, please do. If you weren't going to do it, I was going to prompt you. But please tell the people what the original title for the book was. <laughs> our fandoms, ourselves. <laughs> We were so proud of that title. Really very, very super proud. One of our our former supervisors and mentors, oh, Patty, God. Patty Halava, she read it. I forgot we and asked she Patty to read that. We asked Patty to read it and like, you know, just like mad props to Patty because like she she knew how much um work was ahead of us. Uh-huh. But she didn't want to like dump water on our spark mm -hmm. and so one of the things she very gently asked was like you, you know clearly you thought about the title but like <laughs> do you have any other any any other ideas or options what are you talking about it's perfect we were like what do you mean <laughs> what, have you read the title it's so great <laughs> uh, dear readers it was not so great it was obviously changed and is not the title that we have. Yeah. Well, and the substance of the book has changed profoundly. Yeah. We, th th this is another funny anecdote. So typically in publishing, you, you submit your proposal, which is just a bunch of information mm -hmm. about like why we should give a shit about your idea. Right? Yes. And then if, publisher or agent is interested in that they will get back to you and say hmm show me more mm -hmm. and that typically takes like a couple months for them to yes. reach back out and say mm -hmm. i give a shit i'm interested and so we were like we don't need to have anything written like we don't need to have a sample chapter written no, or a detailed outline, or an extensive <laughs> proposal. So we worked really hard on our query letter, which was great. Mm -hmm. It was great. That, it was too that good. That query letter we used was too good. <laughs> we sent out that query letter. And what did, like, the, the agent emailed us back, like, in, what, like, two weeks? I don't know if it was even that long. Like, it was so fast. It was. It was stupid fast. We had sent it to, uh, to a literary agent who had said, mm -hmm. love this idea. Send me everything. And we had thought we had months to putz. Mm -hmm. And mm. at the time... We had nothing. We had nothing. And at the time, <laughs> I... And this is still very true of me. I haven't grown that much. That if, <laughs> if somebody asks for something, I am... I am low to ask for extensions. That's true. Um, I'm, I am better than I once was. But still, you know, when, when she's like, send me this thing, I was like, well, we need to do this in 48 hours. <laughs> I still maintain that what we were able to put together in 48 hours <laughs> was shockingly good. Because we did it, we had to do the entire proposal, <laughs> the outline, and a sample chapter, which we and we did it in two days. And if you really 
held that in your mind as you read it, you would think to yourself, this is not half bad. <laughs> but if you were a seasoned literary agent as this human was, mm-hmm. she looked at it and said, no, thank you. And we, <laughs> again, we were shattered and crushed. We were. We were shattered and crushed and stunned. How, how, how could she? How could she? We, this, this is clearly gold. This is cinema gold here. How could you pass up on this? How could you say no to our fandoms ourselves? <laughs> and it's 48-hour <laughs> write-up. That's right. I'd, yeah, I know. I just... <laughs> I had forgotten that we only sent a query letter. I thought we did a proposal, but we didn't. We had only sent a query no. letter, and she was like, yes, I would like to see a full proposal. And we were like, Fuck. <laughs> right and i remember like that query letter we worked on for i think it, it was at least a month mm-hmm. back and forth and changing and all so it makes sense that she was like wow this query letter amazing um and uh that she was sort of like nonplussed with uh, what we sent her after that mm-hmm. which uh too bad but actually not too bad mm-hmm. because i for one am profoundly grateful Oh, yes. That as as much as past me was just kicking and screaming mm-hmm. and so mad, like, yes. we were not ready. No. That first sample chapter was about extroversion, ext- hold on, extroversion, introversion, and was then just like five pages of modern mythological archetypes. Oh, God, the list. Remember? The list. It was just a like a list with like maybe six paragraphs. <laughs> Again, talking only about introversion and extroversion. Yeah. No, we were we did not have no. a clear vision. We did not have a Paul Bettany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did not know we did not have a Paul Bettany. We did not have a sense of our voice. Mm-mm. We were not doing Scarlet Witch hand magic. <laughs> we were not even at like Peter Parker hoodie Spider-Man levels. <laughs> we were more like a prepubescent Tony Stark who was like clearly super precocious. Mm-hmm. And probably really good at trig. <laughs> you know, so you, you could see you saw the potential. Yeah. Not not the same as like 20 years later Iron Man. Oh, not the not the same. No, and the you know, the great thing, obviously this was very hard at the time. We were very sad. Oh god, yeah. Um and also like we had sent this out to to multiple folks. It wasn't just this one literary agent, although I believe that was the only response we got out of that initial round. Yeah, I don't remember I don't remember now if like we only sent it to her or if it was that we sent it to her and maybe just like a handful of others. Maybe we probably just a handful of others because we sent it out a bunch of times after that. I was so you're right. You're right. I was because, you know, we're not naming names here, but this this was someone Mm -hmm. who who represents a, a person who is like really I felt like was in our niche. And so I was like, yes, of course, totally. she's going to want to rep us because she reps this person. 
Right. Well, and you had, I mean, you had researched this particular agent for a couple of years in the mm-hmm. same way that you had, like, researched, you know, some of the other projects that we've ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you were right. You're very good at this, at this research, you know. And you charge your laptop, unlike Sam Muth Win- Moose Winchester. <laughs> this, this is the kind of research I can do. Yes, you're, and you're really, really good at it. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I'm like, I, I like this person. I think we're going to be friends. I think we should be friends. I think I'm going to make that happen. Let's be friends. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was close, but then a miss. And then, and then we were sad. And then I think pretty quickly after Supernatural, we signed on to do another couple of books mm-hmm. with Travis. Yep. We did so we Daredevil, were like, Westworld, and mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yeah. And then The Joker. We did yes. a whole bunch in a row. And The Joker. And so I'm pretty sure that Daredevil and Westworld, we were almost like, they were written almost simultaneously mm. with one another. And so we sort of like put the book a little bit on the back burner. We were like, let's mm. let it not congeal, but it also wasn't really simmering. We were like, let's just take a break. Oh, from we did this. that book with Larry. That's what we were doing mm-hmm. simultaneously. We did either Daredevil or Westworld at the same time we were doing Larry's book. And then something with Black Panther. It was a lot in like a it was it was a lot of writing in like maybe like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah. Um, and then when at least two of those started to calm down, so Daredevil was done, Westworld was done, mm-hmm. and then we had like a little bit of a break, I think, between like Black Panther, definitely between Black Panther and the Joker. Mm-hmm. And so we revisited it. We made the proposal a lot better. It took us, a, my recollection is it took us a long time before we actually found our voice for the sample chapter. Yeah, we, it, that is my recollection too. And especially what we had to do eventually is just mm-hmm. like fucking get rid of what we had written initially because it, it was yeah. holding us back. We kept trying to like make that better or change that or, and it was like, we just need to kind of like throw that baby out. Yeah. Did we, do you remember, was that which chapter we sent to? Because we paid to have a contact of yours who's like in editing and marketing. Mm -hmm. We paid to have a professional editor um, look at our proposal and look at our sample chapter and give us feedback. Well, I don't, I know that she looked at what became our eventual, like the rest of the proposal. Yes. Um, I don't, I think it was chapter one. I think it was our new chapter one that she looked at. Okay. I think so. Um, Yeah, we really, we decided if we're going to try again, we're going to be really like strategic and serious and Mm -hmm. like, let's have this looked at by, by people who get it. And um, like, let's, let's give her another shot. Yeah. And then. Then. Um, we had sent it out to, I don't know, a few spots, hadn't had much traction. And then right. it was hashtag pit mad. <laughs> what? And I, I remember it being winter-ish. But do you remember what month it was? No. I mean, I could look up when pit mad happens, but I don't remember. It's not super important. It was like winter-ish. I remember... I'm like totally blanking on when we finally like got chapter one 
But I remember, like, I remember the feeling after you and I wrote chapter one that we were like, this is good. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is really, really good. And we sent it out to a bunch of different people, both agents and and publishers, and Mm -hmm. we heard nothing. (laughs) And it was so demoralizing and sad. Mm -hmm. And it was like one winter's night that you texted me about Pit Mad and you were like, we should do it. And I just remember my reaction being like, I am too tired for this. <laughs> I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And you were very much like, that's fine. I'm going to do it. And I was like, great. And then I, <laughs> and then I just like stopped thinking about it. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't hold space for this. This is just going to be another disappointment. It's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And how wrong was I? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, friends at home, if you're not familiar, this this is basically a Twitter contest, right? Where mm-hmm. um, hashtag PitMad, I think it stands for Pitch Madness, um, yeah. where there's a couple days a year where you can, you know, in the number of characters you get on Twitter, pitch your book and uh, agents and publishers like follow mm-hmm. the hashtag and if they if they like your tweet it means they want to see a full proposal. Yes. And our our soon to be editor at North Atlantic Books. Yeah, Shayna. Shayna hearted bless them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hearted mm-hmm. my uh, my tweet. And uh, like literally Literally, Shayna saw a tweet and thought, that could be a book. And that's, after all of this, this story that it has taken us over a half an hour to tell. (laughs) Like, you don't think it's going to conclude with, and then I tweeted. No, but that, but it did. And Shayna wasn't the only only one who was interested. We had like a couple. We had a couple, yeah. Different, like, you know, like... Little nibbles. Indie to, like, medium-sized publishing mm-hmm. publishers who are interested. Yeah, and we wound up um, hearing back from one of them who was like, this is really cool, I like it, but I don't think it's for us right now. Yep. That person was like, reach we out again. Reach out again if you do something, I don't know, maybe, maybe they were interested in something more yoga. I can't remember what their deal was, but... yeah. But someone was interested in something else. They were like, reach back out if this. Mm-hmm. Someone else, they like, we made it to like the second round of meetings. Mm-hmm. They never met with us in person, but they did get to like the second round of meetings. Mm-hmm. And it seems like roughly you have like three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they passed after the second meeting. But then North Atlantic Books with Shana. Shana was the only one who was like, I've talked about you with, I think like her supervising editor, but then she wanted to meet with us first mm-hmm. before trying to pitch us in that second meeting. Right. Yeah. And it was just, just such a delight and mm-hmm. felt like such a good fit. And, and it, it good. was, it is. I sweat. I, I remember I sweated through like three shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> yeah uh-huh it, but you're right it went really really well it just it felt like such a good fit mm. from the word go with her yeah so and i would say the rest is history but like that that's what just what we're talking about today so 
the <laughs> the rest was a lot of work is the <laughs> it was it was a lot of work and i don't i think maybe it was after i think it was cuz there was some night where i had to work really really late and like spoiler alert in the before times before the pandemic i regularly worked like obscenely late which i just can't imagine doing again but you know different time mm-hmm. different stages of growth um but i remember that day we'd gotten the email from Shayna saying that like she had met with like the other editors mm-hmm. and they all really liked the idea and she thanked us for giving her the opportunity to i think explain Destiel, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there was there was some fandom reference where she was like, "I can't believe my day involved like <laughs> explaining shipping explaining to my boss." This. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you for this gift. And she was like, "So, like, our final step is we need to take it to our marketing team mm-hmm. and see what they say." And so it was really late. I'd missed the one or the one fifty one bus for some reason wasn't coming. So I walked to Dearborn, and I remember as I was walking on Dearborn. I was listening to the Kanye West song Stronger inexplicably. And I was <laughs> Not like, the Daft Punk version? No, it was. It was the Daft Punk Kanye West mashup, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that, that's, that's fine. fine. That's how long I've been on ya. Yeah. Um. And as I was, who knows if it was Daft Punk or Kanye or really late at night, who knows what it was. But I remember being like, I think this is, I remember thinking, I think this is going to happen. Mm. And it and did. it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was real. it was surreal. And I, it was, I remember, you know, Shayna saying like, no, we're we're interested in moving forward. If you are, give it some thought. And we were like, yes, we will give it some thought. And we we logged off the call and we were like, yes, yes. Which <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we had to review the contract mm-hmm. and sign off on that. And we were still, I felt like, hovering. And then and then your partner helped bring us back down to Earth. <laughs> Yes, and this this is in the book uh, when mm-hmm. we acknowledge our partners for their support. Um, yeah, so you know, signed, sealed, delivered. I I am gonna be writing a book, honey. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> and he's like, "Well, now you gotta write it." <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Which, again, it's funny to look back on now because this book is over 300 pages. Yeah. And imagine that at that point we had maybe like 10 pages of a first chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A very solid first chapter, but only only the one. And <laughs> it is a total of 12 chapters. <laughs> now. Right. And... This this was what was really cool about this process that I wasn't anticipating was that, you know, we, we would write something, we would send it off to Shana, Shana mm-hmm. would make notes on it, send it back to us. And, you know, the initial round of edits, I had that feeling again, like when we sent our first thing to yeah. Travis, where it's like, oh, God, we're fucking up because there was just all this 
you know, try this, sure. try that. Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing That's that? That's true. Um, again, very, very kind and firm, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, being really hurt at first. And in retrospect, oh, my God, the book is so much better. Yeah, I remember the big, I mean, there were some like definite themes for the first time we got it back from mm -hmm. Shana. The one that I'm recalling and that like struck me the most then was that we were, we were pretty big in the first like seven chapters, I think that we sent like six or seven that we sent mm -hmm. to her um, oh, in terms right. of like our voice. We've, uh, one of her people described it as Tumblr speak and I was so mm -hmm. offended. <laughs> How dare. Yes. And then like she did a nice job of explaining. I think that what they're talking about mm -hmm. is that you are you're speaking in basically like too much of an affected voice mm -hmm. as the authors like you. It's it's fine if you're going to like use the royal we. Right. And make it clear that like you're trying to talk to the reader. Mm -hmm. But you need to dial it down. <laughs> right. Um, and once we'd sat with that for a bit and then went back to it and looked at it again, I remember both you and I being like, yeah, there's like a lot of exclamation points here. <laughs> there's a lot of asides that maybe like don't need to be there. Mm -hmm. Like we already d had decided to do like humorous footnotes mm -hmm. and we were like, maybe that, maybe it just stops at like the humorous footnotes. Right. Like here's a cute Easter egg, not mm -hmm. here, let me throw eggs at you. Which, yes, in retrospect. I don't think you've ever said it quite like that before, but that is so perfect. Because that's what it was. We were just like, bro, <laughs> this is hilarious. 12 exclamation points. I mean, there were not 12 exclamation points, but it, it very much was like us trying to harness the way mm. we act here on the podcast or when we're in session with clients. Yes. And that just, it does not translate to the written word. No, no. And I'm trying to think, like, how would I describe, like, what we eventually came up with? Because um, it's definitely more conversational than, like, for example, the kind of writing that we do with the pop psych books. Mm -hmm. But it, it feels more like therapeutic narration. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think the first, like, roughly half of the book that we had written and then sent off to mm. Shana felt a little bit more like a therapeutic court jester. Yep. Fun, healing, but also, like, a little much. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I could picture some folks picking up that book and being like, wow, those humans are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did we downshifted mm -hmm. and this became such a great way for us to to talk about it as we were doing our own editing yeah because we're like what do we keep what do we what do we pull out like well this is really funny is it necessary you know because we because we want it to be yeah. fun but we want it to be useful we don't want to be fun just for shits and giggles Truth. Though this is reminding me that a very little bit of that OG, our fandoms, ourselves, mm -hmm. sample chapter, some a ve very little bits of it made it in. So, like, mm -hmm. we have this example using Cordelia and Buffy in chapter one. Oh, right, right, right. And we rewrote it 
almost entirely. But the idea of that example mm-hmm. um, was like a version of it existed in the first sample chapter. But then I remember when we went back and did our first round of edits after we'd gotten our first set of feedback from Shana, we went back and we had copy and pasted something about like extroverts and introverts from that old sample chapter. And we got there and I don't remember if it was you or me, but one of us said to the other, like, what happened? Why is this so bad? (laughs) The writing was so good. And then we got here and then we remembered like, oh, that's right. Mm. This is this, the ancient version the ancient 48 hours. <laughs> uh-huh. The ancient 48 hours. Um, and again, like, lots of those ideas are still in the book, but we just had to, we totally rewrote those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was a complete teardown of that house. hmm It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We kept some, like, like, the intentions that we'd sent mm-hmm. in that original ancient chapter, yeah. we kept... Everything else was part of a controlled burn. <laughs> no, it's like it's like when you do a teardown, but like you you pull out the sconces and you're like, I'm going to use these sconces mm-hmm. in the rebuilt house. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah, it was like that. Or if like there was a particularly beautiful like pane of stained glass, mm-hmm. and you were like, I'm going to build oh like a, a like we'll build the window around this or the door frame around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, as far as the frame of this home it 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 needs it needs rebuilding so we we had a a draft a full final mm-hmm. draft of the book and then dun 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 the copy editing process oh god yeah part of what made the copy editing process challenging for you and i was that we did a lot of revision Mm -hmm. before submitting this draft, Mm -hmm. you know, and like every writer is different or team of writers are different. But for us, and I think Shana even said this to us at one point that like she expressed, like she, she was impressed by just how many revisions we did. Mm -hmm. And also that we went, we went the extra mile of giving it to other readers. Right. We had our Betazoid readers. We had our Betazoid readers, which I think were a total of like four or five who read it. Mm. Gave, some of them gave like extensive feedback. Um, which was so mad helpful. props to all of you. So helpful. So then we went, so we, we got like, I think three rounds of notes from Shana. So did those three revisions. Mm. Then got some really great notes from our Betazoid readers, made those revisions. And so while we, we were definitely expecting edits from the copy editing process, mm-hmm. because that's just how it goes. We weren't expecting the amount of feedback around content yeah. that we ended up getting. Um, and some of that, some of the feedback around content, I think, was a bit of a miscommunication. But the, the, the shittily wrapped gift <laughs> of that There was, was a shittily wrapped gift, yes. That <laughs> you and I then again sat down mm-hmm. and went through the whole book together. Mm-hmm. And really tightened it up. Yep. And it's it was it was much better for being able to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, what I've discovered is that publishing is full of shittily wrapped. I mean, this this whole process has been full of shittily wrapped gifts. Yeah, I'd maybe even say like zoom out and like the writing process is that way. Sure. 
the creative process. Mm. Right. But continue. No, that I mean, that was about it. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, anytime someone's going to point out my foibles, that's going to be not my favorite thing. And I am ultimately better for it. As as long as it is done with, you know, compassion and the, in, the intention yes. to make things better. Yes. Right. I mean... We genuinely believed four years ago that our fandoms ourselves was an amazing title at one point, you know, yeah. like at one point we were like, this is it. This is this is amazing. Everyone will want this is going to be on the new and notable table at Barnes and Noble. Oh, you did say that. <laughs> and again, like. The heart of our ideas, those sconces, that stained glass mm-hmm. that we pulled out of that that complete uh, housing redo, they were, they were great sconces. Mm-hmm. And the final the final house was great, and and it took like a whole community of people to get it there, which I think is one of of the many things I've loved about this process. I've really loved that. I I love that we wrote this book together. Mm-hmm. Because I think that also is challenging this narrative of this idea that like of like the single great artist with their single great artistic vision. Because right. like nothing of like nothing that takes a ton of time is ever built just by one lone single human. Mm-hmm. That's like not a thing. Um, we are able to create great things together mm-hmm. um, as human beings. And so I loved that we wrote this together. And I loved that like so many people we're a part of this process. I'm so glad that you brought up our Betazoid readers, though, because I did. I want to just take the tiniest detour um, to say that 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 was such a great part of the process. For mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was nerve wracking um, because this was kind of the first time that we were sending the baby out into the wild. That's true. You know, we'd we'd sent the baby over to the babysitters who we knew we, we knew already <laughs> already loved the baby mm-hmm. um and now we're like okay others have a look and have a look what do you think what do you yeah. think and i was i was very anxious to get their feedback and i remember yeah i was like oh god what are they gonna say oh, they're gonna hate it um and yeah, people, the the folks that we asked, you know, we asked folks that we know who have yeah. particular specialties. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we asked a, a nutritionist friend of ours or a dietitian friend of ours and who's a health at every size advocate. And, you know, we helped someone who deals with their own mental illness. And, you know, we, we reached out to uh, folks of color like we wanted to and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some folks in like in the yoga community, right. yeah, and uh, you know, uh, folks transgender. Like we wanted to have a nice a nice pocket of different mm-hmm. perspectives, getting feedback, yes. a cornucopia, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, yes. and I mean they they did have feedback, and they they had great feedback. They did, and it was really lovely. And I when I wasn't anticipating this, I really did try to be. 
like neutral Mm -hmm. in terms of expectations. And so I was, I was genuinely surprised because all of them came back and really loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it didn't feel like, not that this feedback is like negative by any means, it's not, but like sometimes, you know, you get feedback from people who you know or who are close Mm -hmm. to and you can tell that like part of their response is their relationship with you. Sure. And that's not how this feedback felt. Mm-hmm. This feedback very much felt like here are all these humans who know us to varying de- to varying degrees, mm-hmm. have varying types of relationships with you or or I or both of us, and that they were all like, we really loved this. Mm-hmm. This was such a fun experience. Thank you. Like they were like thanking us for being able to read it early, and we were like, wow, okay. I mean, thank you, <laughs> thank you for reading it and your feedback and just your niceness. Thank mm-hmm. you. <clears throat> yeah, abs- absolutely. And mm-hmm. really, we got back such thoughtful responses. Yes. You know, when, uh, one of our readers is also a longtime listener um, who is a social worker. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, oh, you know, I was looking at the stages of grief. And do you know that there's this new research that there might be this sixth stage of grief that's meaning making? And we were like, well, shit, I haven't read that research. Let me... <laughs> thank you yeah perfect yeah perfect yes we will go read that research and you know just those those bits that they were able to give us or you know as as someone with mental illness here's what would be a little bit more helpful or great the the book is just it's so much better for the community who yes you know came and dropped i'm I'm picturing like everybody coming and just dropping one piece of sand that makes a whole sandbar yes like a sandbar mm-hmm. or like everybody like had some mosaic tiles that they built yeah right mm-hmm. and i mean this is a great time to like give i mean a, a, we shout him out all the time and we're going to shout him mm-hmm. out again um our illustrator our illustrator jay mm-hmm. who did such a beautiful job on all of the different illustrations and graphics Mm. and the the mandala that's at the end of the book i mean really we knew that he would do great work and i mean like he was the only he was the first first person that we thought of and he was also like the only person that we wanted so (laughs) thank you again jay for uh, for being a part of this and it just it was so perfect Mm -hmm. yeah i oh that's fun we can take a little jay detour too Mm -hmm. um because I, again, Jay is one of those folks that I met at a convention and I was like, we should be friends and we should probably also work together. And I, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just like, I so responded to his art. Um, and friends, if you're newer to the podcast, you haven't heard us talk about Jay before. He has a, a line of art that he does called Super Emo Friends. And we'll we'll link it in the liner notes. They're they're cartoons of our favorite fandom characters, and underneath it says what they're sad about. You know, the the Hulk is sad because Mad makes sad, and Link is sad because his name isn't Zelda, uh, <laughs> etc. It's like to infinity i have almost a full wall of them that was my goal was to have a whole wall um but jay i just i talked to him so 
often at conventions and bought so much of his art and told him how much it meant to my clients and to me. Mm-hmm. And I wound up writing the foreword to his book. And yep. It was just, it felt like a no brainer to me. I was like, he needs, he needs to do the art for this. Yeah, it was perfect. So, so yeah. Perfect. So I was so grateful that he had the time and he wanted to do it. Um, and this makes me think about our forward mm-hmm. because we had we had several different visions and ideas of who might be a great fit mm-hmm. to write our forward, and ultimately it ended up being our colleague and friend Dr. Lawrence Rubin, who we now affectionately call Larry because at one point he was like, "Please just call me Larry." <laughs> Yeah. Now you're you're keeping it so official that you're making it weird, and I was like, okay, all right, okay, doctor, yes, Larry, I can do that. <laughs> um, and he, I mean, he's very respected in the field mm-hmm. in terms of like superheroes and psychology mm-hmm. and bringing fandom into psychotherapy and psychological research. Mm-hmm. We'll link some of his books in the liner notes. He's a, he's a play um, therapist. It's kind of his his yeah, niche. Hmm. Um, but he wrote us the most beautiful foreword that I think, I think he probably, e- I think he emailed you and then you forwarded it to me and I read it and I got like halfway through and just was utterly moosing out and sobbing. Um, Not unusual. And I read the foreword in the audiobook, and we, I, I don't remember, I think, I think I did it in like almost one take and that was amazing and quite a lot of like mental psyching myself up mm-hmm. because... It is so heartfelt. And I don't know how it'll land if you don't know Larry, but because we, you mm-hmm. and I both obviously do know him, it was so, it felt like such a, like a personal and really lovely thing that he was sharing about us and about our book. And just so grateful to all the folks who were part of this book's fellowship. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see our, our, our fellowship, how it has grown over time. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, there are folks involved in this process we know four years ago. No. They don't even know that the original title was our fandom <laughs> ourselves. They, if they listen to the podcast, they, they know that information now and are probably like, you, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, you know, this is why you just, just keep revising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... It- it's like when we were trying to think of the name for the podcast, like we were, th- whoa, what's it going to be? True. What's it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. And just like one day, Starship Therapies came to me. Yeah, no, it like spouted from your forehead. <laughs> and you texted me and I was like, that is perfect. I dipped a spoon into the collective unconscious and came out with Starship Therapies. You did. And, you know, I'm also realizing that the same is true of therapeutic fan fiction. Like, Mm. we'd been doing therapeutic fan fiction for years before we coined the phrase. Mm. We just, like, called it a bunch of random things. Um, And that was one day, too. Like, you were just like, I know what it is. And I think you texted me and I was like, holy shit, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, the whole second part of the title came to me in that moment because I was like, well, what we're doing is therapeutic fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And here, here's the rest of the title of the book. <laughs> yep. It was perfect. And it's a, it, it's a, it feels perfect for, you mm-hmm. know, the, I, 
it makes sense to people. I, I'm so excited for folks to be able to read it. You know, I mean, folks that we work with who are our clients already have the benefit of like knowing how to work, but there are mm -hmm. so many folks we don't work with. Because um, right, and like can't, we can't because we're only <laughs> we're only two two beings. Uh -huh. Yeah, in the Midwest, there's all kinds of licensing issues. We can't we can't work with people outside <laughs> of our states. It's a whole thing. Uh, but this is but this is a way for us to take the stuff that really mm. has resonated for our clients, has helped our clients, yeah, and offer it. And mm -hmm. you know. If you, listener, read it and go, oh, man, this is amazing. I wish my therapist talked like this. Uh, lend them a copy to read or tell them they need to buy one. Yeah. They can expense that. They can. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and this is, and I can't believe I almost forgot to say this, but it's it's one of those things where it's so kind of like built in. Mm -hmm to how you and I have talked about the book and how I experienced mm -hmm. the book, that it makes sense that it was like there and then gone, but we're back and I'm mm -hmm. going to highlight it, which is that the reason that we dedicated this book to our clients mm -hmm. is that this, I mean, we figured out how to do this because of and with and for them. Mm -hmm. There would be no Starship Therapies without all of the amazing and wonderful humans that it's been a genuine honor and privilege to work with throughout our career as Starfleet therapists. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, I, I, <laughs> my guess is you've also had this experience, but friends at home, I can't tell you how many times I've been working with a client and they say something and I'm like, I'm going to borrow that. Or like <laughs> that, that is so resonant. I think that's going to help other people. Yeah. Um, because the, we're co-creating. Right? Yeah. As therapists, we create the space and the clients fill it. And they they often say really profound things. I bet you, listener at home, say really profound things in therapy. You don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah. Mm hmm. So after we did all of that with the book. Yes. Then we recorded the audiobook. <laughs> We sure did. We sure did. <laughs> um, so can, I, can I share what the original plan was? Oh, my God. Yes, please do. So the original plan, um, you know, the, Bach didn't want to be in the spotlight, right? So, mm -mm. so I said, it's cool. I, I, will, I will carry the ring. Um. And I kind of know the way. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, great, I'll bring the Lembus bread. And Kyle Rebar, who wrote the beautiful theme song for this podcast, was like, I will be your producer and, and sound editor. Yep. And so we had, we had the dream team ready to go. Mm -hmm. I took the mm -hmm. whole week off of client work because you sure did. I knew I was going to have to talk a lot. And, you know, the few clients I needed to move were just super stoked that I was recording an audiobook. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. our clients are very cool people that want us to they succeed. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we sit down to start recording. And right away, I was like, Larissa, I'd really 
like for you to read these first introductory things so that the audience can hear your voice. Because I think it would be weird if I'm talking for mm -hmm. six chapters and suddenly you appear somewhere. Which was a fair point. Which Right. Totally fair point. Mm-hmm. So you come in, you do these this first little bit, and then because in the Midwest, if you're not from here, um, when when oh. the weather gets above freezing, uh -huh. people start which is like thirty seven <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit and higher. People start going outside and they start working on their homes and gardens. <laughs> mm -hmm. And because it's a pandemic and we couldn't record in a recording studio, we were recording in our homes. There was this dude who was doing some kind of construction on his home. It was very yeah. loud. It seems like he it seemed like he was doing a variety of, of home improvement <laughs> projects. All out of doors. And my home is also on a flight path. Yes. Which I'd never given any thought to because I hadn't needed to. <laughs> but suddenly my home was very noisy. Which meant <sighs> Larissa really needed to pick up that ring. <laughs> and so what was intended to be like 70-30 mm -hmm. is like probably straight 50-50. Or even I think it's probably straight a little bit more on your end for when that dude was getting constructy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the other thing too is we were on deadline. Mm -hmm. We had a week to do it. Um Right. And the other fun part of this tale is that I was fortunate enough to get my vaccine earlier than I had thought, but I also got it the week before we were recording the audiobook. So I and I had to take a bunch of time off because I'm a very sensitive Vulcan and my body <laughs> needed a lot of time to rest and recuperate. And so I took a bunch of time off before the week we were gonna record the audiobook. Mm -hmm. And then like I saw I mean, I ended up seeing probably like 75 to 80% of my caseload that week that we were recording. And I don't, I don't think I've ever had a like dry mouth. And, and <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought I knew what that was because I have allergies and I've had mm -hmm. colds my whole life, like often, right? So I was like, it's fine. I've got this. But like, there, there was a day and this might have been totally psychosomatic, and that's fine because it worked. Mm. Because the mind and the body is a unified system. But there was a day, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, where I took a full shot of olive oil because a very dear friend and colleague was like, I read once that on American Idol, they did olive oil shots, Larissa. Maybe this would help you. And I was like, great, Emily. I will take this <laughs> olive oil shot. <laughs> and it tasted terrible. Um, but it, it, it had a power to it that I believed in mm. and I cast my Scarlet Witch X spell. <laughs> <laughs> and that plus just like so much water. Like we probably drank like multiple gallons of water a day, you and I. Yeah, and I, I actually I mentioned that to our trainer, Tyler, that I had drank <laughs> at least a gallon and a half, maybe two gallons of water, and he was like, I would have had to pee. Every five minutes i was like yeah i mean i did that was <laughs> yeah you know it was a part but you had to because it it was just like nothing else mm -hmm. um and i think it turned out really really well i th i think it's amazing i and i'm not just saying this because mm -hmm. i'm trying to sell stuff like i honestly believe <laughs> 
it's worth having both a physical copy that you can write in and the audiobook yeah. so that you can hear us like do the f- the fan fiction case studies you get to hear me do yeah. all kinds of voices you sure do um and we're gonna have to find a way to to like do a supercut of all of our outtakes because especially some of the outtakes of your voices <laughs> just true gold uh yeah true comedy gold it was uh one of my favorite one of my favorite things about this whole process was was spending time <laughs> with with Ensign Kyle yes. Rebar, who composed our theme song, who is just a delightful human, um, and so who was genuinely just thrilled to be working on this project. Like I kept apologizing every five minutes, and he was like, "I'm having so much fun." I was like, "Okay." God, and he was so supportive because <laughs> there were definitely like when we had to pause for the like the thousands, thousand. Let's just. When we had to pause for the millionth time <laughs> due to whether it was planes or loud garbage trucks mm-hmm. outside my window, he just had a way of just maintaining morale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Just kept it going. Mm-hmm. And when he was doing editing, he would send us little clips. And they just, they made me laugh They're so, so much. There's there's a great one. I d- I'm not going to spoiler it for folks. Um, but... It just, I, I did like a movie phone announcer voice and. Oh, that's so good. It's great. And then the, the damn it Sammy cut. So I, I did do Dean Winchester's voice <laughs> and for, for me to kind of like stay in this voice character, I would have a couple word phrase that I would say to kind of keep me in it. And for Dean, mm-hmm. it, it was damn it Sammy. And. Kyle cut it together every time I said damn it Sammy. It's just like a minute long of me going damn it Sammy, damn it Sammy, damn it Sammy, damn it Sammy, damn it Sammy. So good. <laughs> that and I think we lost this because we it was really sad because we lost a full day of recording and it was at least three if not four chapters that we lost because it, there was something with the sound in your office that we didn't. Oh, it was, it was the fan. It was the fan on, on your my laptop, laptop turned on mm-hmm. and we didn't realize it. And so we had to like redo all of it. But one of the, one of the things from that day of recordings that was lost to the sands of time that I really loved is you, for, the, for listeners who know Steven universe, I thought you did a really great job in, a, in like five minutes, figuring mm-hmm. out how to embody each of the crystal gems. Mm-hmm. But then at one point you delivered a line that was this amazing hybrid of pearl <laughs> and oh, an amethyst. And it was really quite something. <laughs> Thank you. I have <laughs> you know, I I've always thought I could be a, a decent voice actor. Um and and Kyle Rebar assures me that I now have plenty of material to make my own reel if I wanted to have a that's a new side hustle. True. Yeah, and that's true. You don't you don't have enough things that are happening. In your life right now. <laughs> you you have too much spare time. I often think that when you and I are texting late at night, that like you just just oodles of time. It's like I wish Justine would get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
But yes, no, like circling all the way back around, Mm -hmm. this is not just about like trying to to get people to buy things. Mm -hmm. I do think that having both is really nice, Mm -hmm. not the least of which because we have meditations. And if you have the audiobook, you can listen to the meditations, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. And then have we mentioned... That on the website, you're going to have people who buy the book will have this like special code so they can see you doing the yogas. No, I, I don't know. If on we, our pod yet. I don't know if we've mentioned it before. We haven't mentioned it today. So um, mm. because I care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do. You're a giver. I do. I'm a giver. Um, and I've been in the yoga world long enough to know sometimes it's just not enough having a book to instruct you, even when the illustrations are really, really fucking cute. Um, what I did was I I linked up with a professional videographer and he mm-hmm. recorded me uh, walking you through the yoga sequences, both standing and in a chair. Um, and I also guide the meditations. Um, so it it's fun because you get you get to pick. You could listen to Spock do them on the audiobook, or you can uh, listen to oh, me do yes. them on the video. So you have your you have your mm-hmm. choice. Um, why not both? Uh- <laughs> right. Because some some days you're just going to be like in more of a Kirk mood, and other days more of a Spock mood. Mm-hmm. That's right, and you have you have those options. Um, mm-hmm. and it's. The yoga sequences are not verbatim what's in the book. It's really sort of like if you took a a solo class with me to go over these couple of sequences, what would that be like? And um, it it's just it it's cute. It was really fun to do. I hope it's helpful for folks. Um, or you know, we wish we could be more interactive, but there's a pandemic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is this is one way that we can feel a little bit more connected, even if, you know, we can't be at a convention right now where Bach and I are actually guiding you in a yoga or meditation. Gosh, that's true. Hopefully one day in the not too distant future. It'll so. be really fun to see people and, you know, even like high five people. Mm, I don't know if I'm ever going to high five again. I think it's all fist bumps all the way down. Maybe. We could all, like, gloves. Could get my, like, rogue gloves out and really channel one of my favorite X-Men. Maybe that'd feel different. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever shared this on the pod before. Um, I might have. My My dad had a kidney transplant, so he was immunocompromised for about half his life. And he had to be very conscious of germs and he you know he was a politician so he like he wouldn't describe himself that way he would describe himself as a civil servant um but (laughs) there was so much pressing of the flesh as he would call it which is a gross way of talking visceral image shaking your hands um but he really wanted to make the 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 small bow into a thing um Oh, that would be lovely. I think it would be just great if we could all just bow to each other. He could never make it happen because mm-hmm. the, the world wasn't ready. No, mainstream America wasn't ready for that yet. But like, I love the idea that maybe we're a little bit more ready now. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. there's so... It's, it's still... 
I, I think it's still a very like in real time way to communicate a lot of the, the care and regard that, you know, a handshake or a high five can communicate. Oh, all right. Is that is that everything? I think that's everything. Um, we, we are happy to answer your questions. If you have any uh, friends at home, you can post them on our social media. Um, mm-hmm. And we really hope that you will pick up the book. Um, and yes. what would really, really help us a whole awful lot is if after you read it, um, if you would offer us uh, your your stars and reviews on, on your favorite mm-hmm. platform, Amazon, Goodreads, yes. whatever you use. Um, and if you want to go all out and, and just like copy paste on, on all of those. <laughs> We're not going to stop you. And in fact, genuinely, we'd feel a lot of gratitude if, if you if you would do that, because it, it helps um, in terms of the algorithm. And... It helps if folks who haven't been listening to the podcast come across the book and mm-hmm. the a whole bunch of positive reviews, they think to themselves, hmm, I, this human got a lot out of this book because they you know, are into fandom and fan fiction, maybe I would also get something out of this book. So it would, mm-hmm. it, it's really the most, the most wonderful and helpful thing you can do to support us is, you know, pick up your copy in whatever way speaks best to you and, and write us a review somewhere. We would super appreciate it. We may be at the helm of the ship, but we know who really keeps us running. Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song and produced our audiobook. Thank you to Lieutenant Catherine Mandycat Duthie, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. Thanks for keeping the home podcast fires burning. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the best way you can support our podcast is to subscribe, rate, and especially review us on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to tell your friends. We are also available on Stitcher and Spotify. And please, if you haven't already, pick up our book. (laughs) And as always, friends, live live long and and prosper. prosper.